Welcome everybody to RPG Storytime. Today we are not going to have a story. We are instead going to be chatting with a friend from uh, one of the local stores, Geeky Tees. Uh, and we're going to be talking about how uh, the store, what the store does and uh, how it's uh, survived this pandemic as we uh, come back out into the world. With me today is Eric. Welcome, Eric. Hey everybody, I'm Eric Eichmeyer. I'm co-owner of Geeky Tees and Games out here in Burbank, California. Yeah, in fact, actually, uh, tell uh, tell us about it, because uh, it's not just a game store. You actually do a number of things over there. Sure. So uh, we're, we are a full-service game store, so, you know, we carry role-playing games, board games, uh, card games, and miniatures. Uh, but we also have uh, loose-leaf T-Vents that we do custom in-house, uh, and we have an event space. So in addition to gaming activities, we can host a variety of community events, so... Uh, in the before times and uh, soon uh, uh, once we can reopen everything, uh, we'll host things like comedy nights, craft fairs, murder mysteries. So uh, in addition to being a, a game store, it's a full community hub. Uh, my business partner, Donna Richie Watts, uh, also runs a small cat rescue that we house uh, called Gee Kitties. Um, so it's independent from the store, but the store houses it. So uh, folks can adopt kittens out of there. Yeah, you even have a window as you go into the uh, playing area that everybody can kind of view where the cats are and everything, which I always thought was really neat. Uh, and you have a separate room as well where you have uh, studio performances. Uh, you know, people can rent it for podcasting and stuff like that. I, uh, that one's uh, particularly interesting because usually you don't have performance spaces in game stores. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that and some of the people who's performed and stuff? Sure. Um, so, yeah, in our event space, uh, we can host larger gaming activities over there, but we have a small stage as well. And so um, we, in the past, had hosted a game night variety show uh, by Do Joseph Skim Scrimshaw and uh, Laser Milana Weber of the Double Clicks. Um, they would run that once a month. So that was a, a uh, game-themed variety show that they would put on. Um, We've done small screenings for uh, independent films over there, uh, variety of uh, improv nights. Uh, Donna, my business partner, started up uh, Bad Board Games and Booze, uh, which is a, a live play uh, activity as well. Um, so it's just, it's been a, a really wide variety of stuff. Uh, we also have a really uh, rich local designer community out here. So one of my favorite activities that we would host is uh, First Play LA, which is a uh, prototyping uh, meetup where local designers can uh, bring their prototypes and have uh, the community play test them before they go out to publishers or go on Kickstarter and things like that. Now, what caused uh, you and Donna to become interested in running this kind of a business? Sure. So, uh, um, you know, Donna was sole proprietor for a number of years. She used to have a uh, steampunk clothing company. And uh, when she transitioned away from that business, she started with the teas. So she started off doing a British Emporium and tea shop. And her friends would come play games after hours uh, with her at the shop. And they said, hey, you should carry some games. So the, the games actually, well, the games are the, the majority of the business now. Um, they, uh, they came after the teas. So the teas have been with us uh, from the very beginning. Um, and uh, she's, you know, as she uh, built the business, she moved into a second location. Uh, that's where I became a customer and I frequented the shop, uh, really liked the idea 
and um, saw room to, to grow it even more. So I partnered up with her in 2018. We moved to our current location uh, about two and a half years ago. And that's really given us the space uh, to uh, realize the full vision of uh, what, uh, what she's always been setting out to do. Because um, at the old location, uh, if we had events going on, it would take up the gameplay space. But now we have separate dedicated gameplay space. So there's always you know, open gaming happening, uh, even if we're running specialty events on the other side. Now, when uh, you know, when things started coming up with uh, you know COVID, with the, actually when the rumor sort of started to grow more and more about this uh, serious disease that was coming, when was the first time that you started hearing that it might actually interfere with business? And uh, you know, what were your fears and all that? Well, so um, I was actually at a trade show, uh, the Gamma, uh, which is the Games Manufacturer Association trade show in early March. Uh, and, the, you know, prior to that, you know, February timeframe, uh, we started having everybody wash their hands and started you know, cleaning all the tables down. But, you know, the full uh, scale of everything wasn't quite known at that point. Um, we, uh, you know, Stop. Uh, you know, about twenty five percent of our business was was gaming uh, activities and uh, events before the shutdown. So uh, you know, it was a we knew it was going to be a big impact to us. Um, but the health of the community was kind of always at the forefront of our minds. So uh, I think our last day of gaming was March fourteenth, something like that. Um, and pretty soon after that, California went into the the statewide shutdown. On the, effective on the 19th, I believe it was, of March that year. Um, but yeah, I was up at the trade show the week prior. And, um, you know, at that point, it was hand sanitizer, and but nobody's wearing masks yet at that stage because CDC hadn't put out guidance for that. Um, and there was definitely an air of tension uh, at the trade show. You know, this so the trade show, it's retailers, designers, uh, publishers, manufacturers, distributors, so sort of all aspects of the, the gaming industry. Um, and there were some major uh, entities that decided not to attend that year. Um, and so that was kind of the first signal that, oh, hey, whoa, what's going on? And it was actually one of the last, I believe one of the last trade shows that took place before everything just shut down. Um, so there was a, a air of tension about the whole the trade show as uh, everyone kind of realized that this was going to be a big long-term issue for the, the whole industry in the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine that would have been because it's, it would be interesting at the beginning. I'm sure it just sort of uh, seemed like, okay, this might be something that interrupts things or whatever. Um, and it sort of slowly started dawning on people over, you know, the, the weeks and then months that, that this is going to go on for a while. Uh, like mm -hmm. at what point did you kind of reach the, the, the point that, you know, hey, this is going to take on for a while. And did you have any fears that it might, uh, might uh, that, that the store might not survive? Sure. So uh, you know, spring into summer of uh, 2020 were pretty rough for the shop. So when we were initially shut down completely, except for shipping only, um, we, were, we were able to do local deliveries for a couple of days, but then um, they, the, the county and city clarified, no, just delivery only or sorry, uh, shipping only. So um, our big pivot was we uh, pushed to get everything on the web store. 
prior to that, we had our tees online, um, but we didn't have our full range of, uh, you know, different games and items on the web store. Uh, so that was a, a big task to manually, you know, get 4,000 odd SKUs uh, uploaded there. But that enabled folks to at least shop with us remotely. Um, and one of the interesting things when that was occurring was for a time, we were actually faster than some of the big e-commerce stores because they were so bogged down with capacity issues too. So we're able to get pe people games and products, uh, especially locally, you know, pretty quick turnaround um, via USPS. Um, and so that was, it was tough, uh, especially April was uh, probably, that was like the nadir. Um, but in early May, we were allowed to resume curbside pickup. And then by the end of May, uh, we could allow a limited capacity to come in the store uh, for retail. And so, you know, we've been operating in retail only mode uh, for over a year now. And some of the things that we did, uh, I, I doubled down on areas that I had going into 2020 had already wanted to expand on um, product lines and such. And so, uh, that timing, you know, we just leaned in on that and um, to make up for some of the lost revenue from some of the other areas. And as a result, we've actually had a lot of success in growing our community, uh, despite the fact that we haven't been able to run anything in store this whole time. Yeah, was that kind of a change for you? Because I always saw the the place as being more of a place you go to play than uh, than a store, but um, it's it sounds like uh, you, you, there was never really that. Uh, um, it, it sounds like there wasn't uh, that much, uh, so much danger in terms of that you actually thought you might shut down or anything that, like that. It sounds like uh, just the store part itself uh, kept you through it uh, pretty smoothly. Yeah, I mean, finances were certainly very tight um, for a good stretch there. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to get uh, like a lot of small businesses, an SBA loan um, to help us out. Um, and so that helped get us through the the toughest parts. Um, but yeah, we prior to the pandemic, uh, our areas of strength were definitely board games and role playing games. Uh, and in late 2019, I started really focusing on the miniatures game piece of things. And so this year, going into 2020, before the pandemic, my two of my goals were to focus on expanding our, our miniature gaming offerings and our uh, card game offerings. And uh, so we made that happen uh, despite the pandemic. And uh, so that's been area growth. Those have been growth areas for us while the RPGs and uh, board games have certainly uh, experienced growth as well. The addition of sort of areas, extra areas of focus has helped round out both our offerings and provide us with a more stable, uh, steady revenue stream, I'd say. Well, yeah, in terms of the, the uh, miniatures, it seems like that has... Uh, really been a big thing of a lot of uh, a lot of war gamers throughout this particular time is they're using this time to paint their minis. They can't get together to play, so they're making sure that their minis are painted. So once they can get together, uh, they can paint. And I have noticed that on your Discord, there's been uh, some of the community has been painting their things and showing off what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So while we can't get together and game yet, you're exactly right. A lot of folks have been getting into the hobby side of the miniatures gaming. You know, a lot of times uh, there's a lot of bare plastic hitting the table and that's just a, a, a result of, uh, you know, people's bandwidth and time to, to paint things. But as we all have more time at home right now, 
uh, folks have found that uh, it's been a good de-stressor. It gets you away from the, the computer. You know, when a lot of folks are working at home, um, they're spending all day in front of a screen and they want something different than just playing more things on a screen. Um, and so, yeah, the, the painting uh, has been a, a great hobby for a lot of people that folks have gotten back into. Um, you know, I talked with a lot of our customers that uh, hadn't done any miniature painting in 15, 20 years, but found that they wanted to get back into it. And it's been a really good outlet for them. Um, additionally, you know, board games themselves have had a huge resurgence in popularity. It, you know, hobby gaming was already on the upswing, um, but certain, I guess, subgenres have been really popular, cooperative games, two-player games, um, escape room style games, puzzles, things like that. Um, you both have people that maybe hadn't explored hobby games start to uh, find that, that world and people that have already played hobby games uh, found themselves uh, having time to play even more. So uh, a lot of folks have been enjoying the board game side of things as well. Well, yeah, in fact, I've noticed that on uh, Discord, there's been uh, other ways that people have sort of stayed in touch. And, you know, people who would get together at the store have been uh, finding other things to do, just sort of, you know, chatting online and playing some things uh, on there. Can you talk about a bit about how the community continued uh, on Discord? Sure. Yeah. So uh, our Discord server, we've got about 600 members on there uh, currently. And that's a way that uh, before the pandemic time, folks would use it to uh, facilitate pickup games or chat about upcoming projects, things like that. But uh, particularly our uh, Dungeons and Dragons Adventures League has continued this whole time in the virtual format uh, using Roll20 and D&D Beyond. So uh, every Tuesday night, uh, players can play uh, Adventures League virtually using the Discord. Uh, so that's that's been definitely the most uh, consistent and popular um, thing that we've continued to offer. And that's free for the players while we're virtual. Um, you know, we once we can resume in-store activities, uh, that'll return to the, the $5 a person uh, table fee. But for now, that's been a good outlet for them. Uh, definitely the, the mini painting is... Uh, been very popular. People like to show off their hard work, rightly so. And uh, it's been a good place for people to exchange tips and tricks as they work on different projects. Uh, once we get closer to resuming in-store activities, I expect the activity on the Discord server will pick back up more. Um, we'll be building out additional channels for uh, particular games. So we'll have a Star Wars Legion channel, uh, Blood Bowl, Age of Sigmar, Warhammer 40K, so for, particularly for the miniatures gaming to help folks uh, do pickup games so that they can play outside of, we'll have designated nights where we'll focus on those games, but um, that'll help folks have another uh, channel to uh, make some friends and get together for some gaming. I, I've definitely found Discord to be more conducive to uh, the community engagement than oh, like say just Facebook groups. Um, because it's, it's sort of taken over the, the role that traditionally web forums held, uh, but it's uh, a really useful platform for keeping everybody engaged and having fun. Well, in fact, you bring up one thing that uh, 
that's particularly interesting for uh, to me, and it's going to be the next series on this channel of uh, of stories for RPG Storytime is uh, Star Wars type things, in particular Legion. Uh, that's something that really has grown over the last few years. And um, tell me about you know your your interest in that and how that's uh, how you've seen that starting to grow. Sure. I mean, one aspect we're very fortunate in our location here in Burbank. We've got Disney is right here. So uh, we have a, a large uh, player base that, uh, you know, a lot of our community members work in the industry in various capacities. Um, Legion's been really interesting because, uh, you know, the Star Wars IP obviously has its own allure. And so I've seen a lot of our newer players get into it from the hobby side first. Uh, so we have people that have at this stage, you know, fully painted armies that have only played one or two games. So I, which fits well with what I like to do, which is maintain a very casual, uh, friendly atmosphere for our gaming. And so we'll definitely uh, do some learn to play days and get people into the, the gaming side of things. Uh, one of the projects that I'm focused on is uh, I've been 3D printing terrain. So we'll have some really great uh, Legion specific terrain for use in the store. Uh, along with you know different terrain for different games as well but uh i think that the you know people put all this time into their making their models look great so we'll give them the that extra setting set dressing to really spice up the game and make it a a really fun engaging experience um so we'll our initial once we open our initial focus will be on kind of learn to play days and getting people into it and then we may do some some league activities once uh, the player base is kind of back in the in the routine of being able to gather for gaming, um, so we're we're currently aiming for June fifteenth to be able to resume uh, in store play. It's subject to change, but that's the date that the state of California anticipates everyone uh, will have had a chance to get a vaccine and that the uh, restrictions will have been lifted. Well, in fact, yeah, it's funny you bring that up about. Uh... Uh, act uh, about um, being in uh, LA in the area where a lot of these things actually happen because of the fact that you, you kind of take these things for granted and then until you kind of see it and it's like wait a minute this is this is actually where this thing is being made uh, one of the places when we were doing RPG story time the special effects were literally being made in the next room you know like the, for one of the actual Star Wars movies and every now and then we'd hear it being made like the next room and there'd be some of the models from the original one one of our players at your store when we were doing uh, when we were playing some of the uh, stories that are going to be coming out here in, uh, in the next few weeks, uh, one of the players was building the C3PO that was going to be going into Lucas uh, Lucasfilm's offices. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's strange how you you know we being in the middle of all of this, you know, we we see all of these things just kind of on a weird regular basis or whatever. Um, but yeah, and like you say, uh, Disney is like almost across the street or just down the street. Uh, so yeah, you started to talk about how the plans for reopening. Uh, you know, I know it's like going to be mid-June or, you know, sometime around in there when, uh, depending on when enough people have the, the vaccine. Um, you know, what are some of the things you plan to do? Sure. Um, so, you know, once it's safe to gather again, um, we are anticipating an uptick in demand for gaming uh, as we've all, you know, as a community waited patiently for a year plus at this point. Um, so uh, a lot of it will just be kind of 
getting back into it. Um, so we'll have, I'm still working on the schedule of kind of our weekly uh, areas of focus. Um, but, you know, our goal is to really provide something for uh, for everybody. So we'll have nights that are designated for as board game specific nights. Um, obviously we have open gaming anytime that we are open. Um, so folks are able to come in and play uh, and utilize our 500 game play library uh, whenever we're open for gaming. But uh, by designating a couple of nights specific for board game nights, uh, that'll encourage pickup games and, and people making new friends rather than just showing up with their regular group. Um, and then we'll have nights for designated for different miniatures games, um, Magic Gathering nights, Key Forge, so some of the card games. Uh, and then of course we'll uh, begin running uh, Adventures League for D&D 5th edition uh, back on Tuesday nights in person again, once we can resume. So we'll kind of have something for everybody. Yeah, and yeah, you usually do. Uh, the, certainly before all uh, this hit, that was, that was very much the case. Uh, what is your personal favorite game at the store, or do you have one? Sure. Uh, for well, I kind of dabble in everything, right? Um, I'm the I'm the main buyer for the store, so I try to stay conversant in sort of all that we do. Um, I'd say for I'll just kind of give you one each of each of the sort of four main categories. So for uh, card games, I really enjoy Keyforge, uh, which is a fantasy flight games uh, uh, card game. Um, for RPGs, I really like the Alien system uh, that came out by Free League Pub Publishing. That one's really good for uh, one-shots. And then uh, for miniatures games, uh, I really Legion is probably my favorite, uh, but I also really enjoy Warhammer Underworlds, uh, which is a hybrid uh, miniatures game with deck building. Uh, so it feels kind of board gaming, which I really like. Um, and then for board games, uh, you know, top three, probably Brass Birmingham, Terraforming Mars, and, oh, the third one's always rotating. I really like that there's a system called the Commanding Colors system, um, which is a, a light wargaming system that I, I quite enjoy. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. Uh, now, this next question is going to be a little odd. I typically ask it of game designers, but uh, being a gamer yourself, you, you, you'll probably have an opinion on this. Uh, I'm going to ask it about Legion since that has to do with Star Wars and that's what's going to be you know, our next storyline. Um, but if it works better, if this question works better for one of the other games, you can ask for that. So there was one time when I was uh, speaking with a designer that he referred to one certain aspect of every game that is the what he calls the flux capacitor, the thing mm -hmm. that makes the game run, that makes it unique, that makes it you know what, what people think of about, about that game that's separate from other games. So what yeah. would you say is the flux capacitor of Legion, or if you can't think of that one, like one of the other games? Sure. Yeah, we could, yeah, for Legion, I think that the uh, sort of the center of gravity or the, the flux capacitor of what is at the, the center of the, the well-designed watch that makes it all work is the uh, alternating activations combined with the two, two actions per unit when activated. I think that that really is the architecture that the whole game is designed around and gives it a very different flavor from a lot of other games. I enjoy the tactical puzzle of it each turn. Um, there's a, it creates a lot of more interesting decision points than you get in uh, war games where you move all your units, then the other, your opponent does their whole army. The back and forth creates a chess-like quality that I think is really engaging. And then you still get your good dice chucking in. So it's kind of got the best of both worlds there. 
and I think that that's one of the features that makes that Star Wars Legion stand apart from its counterparts in the, the uh, miniatures wargaming category. Yeah, I would actually agree with all that. Uh, that's a big part of, I think, what got me into it. Uh, in addition to the, the whole Star Wars aspect. Um, now, uh, uh, this this actually is going to be playing. I, I record all of my uh, uh, sessions bef uh, well before they come out. So it just occurred to me, we've been talking in the future tense uh, about the uh, about stores reopening and all that sort of thing. But this will probably be coming out in July. So you will probably be open at the, at, uh, by the time this is playing. So uh, tell everybody where they can find you and how they can, uh, I mean, we don't know exactly what will be happening at that point. So who knows, maybe uh, society is crumbled by the time this plays. But, uh, you know, assuming things go right and, and we're all yeah. going back to sure. normal, where do they find you? Yeah, so uh, our physical location is at uh, 2220 West Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, California. Um, you can find us on the web at geekytees.com. That's T-E-A-S.com. Um, additionally, uh, if you want to follow our social media, uh, we've got a Facebook that's just at geek, you know, facebook.com slash geekytees. And our Instagram is at geekytees. Um, you can find a link to our Discord server on our Facebook page. Uh, it's pinned up there. And uh, yeah, look forward to having you come and uh, get some gaming in with us. Absolutely. And I'll be there as well. I look forward to uh, being able to get back out there and uh, hopefully seeing some of the rest of you out there. So come on out and join us. And uh, if you're not in our area, then just uh, join us on uh, Discord. Well, thank you, Eric. Hmm? Oh, I was just going to say, we do, you know, we do ship across the U.S. So if you want to try out our teas uh, or games, uh, feel free. That's perfect. Yeah, so be sure to do that. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Eric, for coming on. And Thank you, Jeff. We will be back uh, next time. Actually, next time we will be starting uh, RPG Storytime Star Wars. So join us for that. Looking forward to it. Happy gaming, everybody. Bye.